Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Booyah! Or live from downtown Cleveland! It's beautiful out. The rain has stopped. My dog has finally gotten out of the closet. My dog hides in the closet all last night. Huh? Yeah. Out of control. Hi, guys. This How you is, doing? This is the wrong place to be with a 4th of July uh, hangover. It got? turns out, like right now. I never now, knew he had a dog. Brutal. Yeah. yeah. You didn't know I had a dog? I never knew. I mentioned it. What do you have, a little poodle? <laughs> Why would you don't think I have a dog? little poodle? Well, because in, 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 in my neighborhood, <laughs> the dogs are big, right? Tell, tell us what it is. What a kind of a dog poodle. is it? He is a mutt. Okay. He is a, he is a black lab and a uh, cattle dog mix. Wow. Mm. Huh. But I don't know. He was a rescue, okay. so who knows what he, he – I think he probably got abused before we had him. I don't mm. know what the hell happened to him. Yeah. But when it's thunder yeah. or fireworks, we found out, yeah. the I, dog I find, freaks the hell out. I do find a lot of people with disobedient dogs use the yeah. fact that it's a rescue as an excuse for not training their dog or, or making it be like <laughs> a proper dog. 100%. My wife started the training process, Any, and then it went out the window. Anytime something bad happens, they're just like, well, that's not our fault. Clearly something <laughs> happened to it in its past life. But if it does something good, like brings the paper, you're just like, I taught it that. Yeah, yeah. You get all the good, none of the bad. Exactly. Like my dog never goes to the bathroom in the house, mm-hmm. and I'm taking credit for it, but I didn't teach him that. Right. He did learn that somewhere along the way. That's we true. didn't teach him. No. Our training's been lame. No, nice job, though. All right, there we go. I'm Adam the Bull in for Jay Crawford. I don't know why I said my name. I'm sitting in, in the in the Jay Crawford seat, and I feel like i got to be uh, more yeah. professional now. But I won't be. Trust me. That's <laughs> we fi- won't let that happen. That was 15 seconds of professionalism that goes out the window. <laughs> Gee, what's going on, man? Hey, listen, today, I'm gonna let, we, we're going to get into this, man. Uh, these cats is looking... Looking kind of up, man. We gonna revisit Deshaun Watson, man. At first, it was looking like ten to twelve. I might even be thinking zero. Somebody told me zero. Is zero in the possibility mm. in the mix? Mm. I doubt it, but I'll take it. Nice tease. Uh, I'm Mike Polk, and we are going to be talking about not a great day yesterday for the Guardians, it turns out, but they have a very important stretch coming up, and we're going to be talking about that and how crucial that's going to be. And this is my first time on the show with the mayor, and I'm honored. And I'm, oh, thank you, Mike. Yeah. I'm, I'm Brad Sellers, and I'm on a 10-day contract today. Hey, we got him. <laughs> I don't know how I got Picked on the 10-day. But here, we're going to be talking about uh, the Cavaliers bringing uh, Garland in the fold here, so mm-hmm. he's in the house for us. Now, what's next for the Cavaliers? Let's talk about the direction that they go, because uh, obviously the appetite was wet last year with the Cavs season. Yes, it was. Guys, it's Ladies' Day on the show. We will have uh, Mary Kay Cabot and Aditi Kinkabwala here today. Uh, I, well, that would have been that's kind of an awkward transition to Deshaun Watson, but that we'll do it anyway. <laughs> right uh, here we are. Here you we just go. mentioned G that it, it's starting to feel like maybe the suspension won't be quite as much as we thought. I, I, you know, I, I've been consistently saying eight games. And I was, I was actually talking to somebody about the show this weekend. I was being interviewed, shout out to the Cleveland Jewish News, who's doing an article about the show. Mm-hmm. And that's how Brad and I first yeah. met, doing the, yeah. the Cleveland Jewish News breakfast. Uh, because nothing says Jewish like Brad Zeller. So first thing that comes to my there mind. Yeah. <laughs> Mine and me. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, but anyway, like, obviously there was no real news on the story this weekend, guys. But, and maybe it's just us being hopeful. But doesn't it, it is starting to feel like, at least to me and clearly to you, because you just said it, that maybe this suspension is going to be a lot shorter than we think. Are we just kidding ourselves, or do you think it's really going that way? Well, I, well, I think that it is a little bit hopeful, but I, I, I will say this: um, Mike Florio, Florio has been the the most staunchest of guys when it comes to saying, "Hey, he's going to get a whole year. He's going to get a year indefinite." And when he came out and, and kind of broke down some things and, and actually heard from somebody inside, and they said, look, man, I mean, the testimony was, you know, didn't say Deshaun Watson forced anybody to do anything. Um, it now looks as if it'll be very difficult for the league to say one year. And so now as this stuff is coming out, I, I think you, you look at the NFL Players Association and I always look at the fact that you're allowed to file these briefings afterwards, right? And you can file some paperwork to say, and also think about this. And also, hey, why don't you think about this? Those type of things for me um, start to think that that now the Browns, Deshaun Watson, 
and Deshaun Watson's uh, attorney have to be feeling a little better because now they got Busby off their tail. But mm-hmm. he, he's now, he, he's he was killing them in the press. They they filed they filed and settled twenty of them. Mm-hmm. Now it's like okay, you got the four. But he was a mastermind in, in, in playing this trial throughout. In, in terms of in, in when we look at the the people and in public eye. Mm-hmm. And now he's off the trail a little bit. Now I think the NFL has not been as successful he as he was as painting the picture and the narrative. Well, I, I'll tell you this: that uh, I don't know if he got Busby off the trail. Busby is here to advocate for his clients, right? And he got to his clients the best they were going to get after the criminal proceedings. Uh, there were no indictment on Deshaun Watson in Texas. I think that um, Busby did what he had to do to advocate for his clients. Now, you still got four outstanding cases here. And I'm not, gee, I'm not, you know, you and I are pretty tight on this thing, but I don't know because the quarter, I just feel like the quarter public opinion is out here because if the NFL comes back with zero on the table, it's going to be a problem. It's not going to be zero, but do you do you disagree? Yeah, one, two like, is a we're, problem. <laughs> we're we're at least convincing ourselves that this thing is not going to be as bad as we maybe initially thought. Do you feel the same way? I never, I, I, never th- I never thought it was a year, right? Because I just mm-hmm. think the case, the, the the semantics of the case and the facts lead to I don't know how you get to this year or different expansion. Right. I understood their their uh, stance because they had to after Ray Rice. The NFL has to take a hard stance out here. Right, mm-hmm. and if something was committed that was was felonious, you have to deal with it. But I don't think that case was laid down. It may still yet come. I don't see it coming with the other four cases. I think that's they can stay civil. But in this case here, Deshaun Watson is I feel is in a much better position now after that the the, the three day hearing than he was before. But I'll say this: mm-hmm. that everybody has to be under scope. You think Judge Sue Robinson is under any pressure here? If you don't think she's under any pressure, I don't care if she go to the grocery store, she's under pressure, yeah. right? Uh, so from both sides, from both sides, yeah. right? So and I, the, the briefs are due on the 11th. We're going to see what happens here, but I don't think this ruling is coming five days after those briefs are filed. I don't think that at all. I think there's a chance, Mike, that you know we keep we keep creating a timeline in the right. media of when this is going to happen, and I think we've been kidding ourselves on that angle at mm-hmm. least the whole time. I, I think it's possible training camp starts and we still don't have a decision. I think that's true. And I think I've been processing this way too much uh, lately. And I've been thinking about this. And this is going to be, this will be a weird thing to say, but at this point, I really think maybe the best case scenario is the year, a whole year. So you're going the other way. Here's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I, like, I, it, all right, you said it yourself. It can't be zero games. Right. It can't be two games because Tom Brady got uh, suspended how many games for deflating Four. footballs? Four. Right. Yeah. So you, and that doesn't look good. Like, I, I know that we shouldn't care about what looks good, but they do care, whether, it, whether that's right or not. If it's half the season, then you're, I mean, your playoff hopes are pretty much uh, dashed, I would say, at that point, unless they do something ridiculous. And then you, then he comes back, and you know, then what do you do at that point? You lost a year of his contract. If you can still maintain that year of his contract, and count next year as his first year, which is a possibility, from what I understand, is that not true? Yep. Yes. Then you get a year off. We have that much more cap space next year because he he was he'll, well, I'm on that ridiculous contract for a million dollars if it's his first year. So the more I think about this, the more I think that possibly the best case scenario is the entire year. It's an interesting angle, guys. I, I wonder if anybody else agrees. Uh, I doubt that very much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm assuming including the commenters at home, but yeah, I really but Twitter think it's is an interesting love angle that, that I'm thinking, if you think they can't make the playoffs if Deshaun <coughs> is suspended for eight games. And I don't. Then it actually it, it would make – the Browns would be better off if he got suspended for a year. Now, I do think they can make the playoffs even if he's suspended for eight games. I don't like their chances as much, obviously, mm-hmm. but I still think they got a shot. What do you guys think? They, it, it, it's a, it's an interesting point that we hadn't really talked well, about. Well, Bull, I, I feel like this, that uh, I think the way, and I've said it before, I think the way the contract was structured, the Browns anticipated something going south, at, at a potential sure. going south. Right. That's why they structured the deal that they did. Now, I, I, I'm the only one on this panel that, that has been saying this from the beginning. I'm an old school guy, Mike. Mm-hmm. Right? I got a guy on the contract. He going, he going nowhere. <laughs> right. He's gonna be under that center when I need him under that center. Yeah. And even if he's under that center, I'm gonna tell you what. I still got a shot here to be mm-hmm. a playoff team. I do. He's not a bum, right? He's just not. He's not Brady. He's just not a bum. He's not yeah. a bum. He's I like that we're Brady. not saying his name right now, like he's <laughs> yeah. Macbeth or something like that. No, he, you're right. I, and I, I'm with you on that too, by the way. Uh, and I've 
Like, I totally agree. And I'm assuming, when I say that they can't make the playoffs, I'm assuming that he's not taking a snap, that Baker's not taking a snap. I'm assuming yeah. that, we ha we're, that we're going with Jacoby for those first eight games. And no offense, again, to my Brissett bros out there, <laughs> but, but I, don't, I don't see him going six and two waiting for uh, Deshaun to get back. So, I, I'm when I say that, if, if Baker is under center, so yeah. then it's a different deal. So, let me ask you, I'm going to sure, flip, sure. flip it on you. So if Baker say he, he he gets he gets he get wisdom and says okay I'm gonna do the, I'm coming to camp right? yes so who you put under center if they're both there Bet between the two of them Brissett oh and, I see and, Baker in a heartbeat if he's willing if he's willing to play ball yeah. I'd rather have him I've been saying that since the beginning okay, but you're right ba let's say let's say pie in the sky even though Garrett and I have been yeah, saying yeah. this is never gonna happen if Baker was here. Would you then not want Deshaun get to get suspended for a full year in only eight games because now you still think they can make the playoffs? Or, right. you, or would you not? Man, I, I need like another week and a half to think about that. <laughs> no, you're right. That, yeah. that's, that's a fair question. Right. I would still want him under center, yes. I, want, I yeah. think he gives me the best chance to win, and that's who I want under center, especially when this team is good and uh, ready to go. Yeah. We, have a, we have a small window. Right. We can't just – if we have the opportunity for this fan base to try and get them back to the playoffs, you have to do what's right for the fan base. And I think in that case, you put your best quarterback under center, whether he likes it or not, whether he's pissy or not. Mm -hmm. You just got to do it. G? And I, I look at it like this, man, and I, I just always go to the aftermath, right? So we, we, we talked about Baker Mayfield, and one of the worst things that you could do from a standpoint is – look like you flip-flopping. Yeah. If you Andrew Barry, you made this decision, right? You made it. You said, I'm going to live and die with this decision with Deshaun Watson. Right. I not only brought in the Jacoby Versat, I brought in Josh Dobbs, and I got rid of Case Keenum. So you, ha you basically said, come hell or high water, I'm about to keep the whole room different. I don't want nothing else that was in that room last year. Now, you got to think about it. If Baker Mayfield comes in riding on that white steam, Mm -hmm. the, he, he's the savior. He comes in, and you think if that man don't win a couple games in the first part, listen, that is what the media is waiting on. Mm -hmm. Oh, the controversy. The, it, it would, oh, yeah. the, you would have a literal problem. And what goes up with that? The, well, what we, goes up with that? But here, but, <laughs> Come but, on. But what, co what, what comes down with that is this. Mm -hmm. Kevin Stefanski is saying, nah, Andrew Barry. Nah, I didn't like how he was talking to me last year. He talked about it was some, 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 I put him in a bad situation and we wasn't doing what we supposed to and I'm gonna figure out what I need to do. See, you got to look at it. Who's the next step on the chopping block if it goes wrong? Fantastic. It was OBJ at first. He gone. Mm -hmm. Baker Mayfield was second. He gone. The mm -hmm. next up on the list is Kevin Stefanski. You mean the 2020 coach of the year? Yeah, yes. Right. Let me okay. Okay. Let's Let's check quickly, guys. Yep. Let me tell you how this works. The players are first one up on the block. Mm -hmm. well, coach. Yes. Yeah. So this is nothing, nothing abnormal. New. This is this is how right. it works. Yeah. And so you know, I we, call you know your nickname is G, right? Mm -hmm. right? So let's go. Let's be let's be a straight G here. Mm -hmm. right? So I'm a straight G, and I'm the owner. I don't care about that side stuff. Right. That's true. I've been hammered with this yeah. on this mm -hmm. league decision. Mm -hmm. My whole dynamic here is changed. And we can agree that's, the chopping the chopping block never goes player, no, coach, and then owner. <laughs> yeah, the never owners never, never going that Guys, way. let me ask you this: rapid fire here. What happens first? Baker gets traded or the Deshaun Watson suspension or non-suspension is decided. So what happens first? I, so I say first that that uh, Deshaun Baker goes nowhere till I find out about yes. Watson. Right? Th that's what you yeah. want or you think that's no, what's going to happen? That's what's going to happen. You think that's what's <laughs> totally like? totally agree. It doesn't make any sense to make that move until you know what you're waiting for. Fact, he was right on that. You figure out what Deshaun Watson is, is and what he ain't and then that that gives you an opportunity to see okay, well we can put Baker and how we going to get something back. All right, I'm going to be the contrarian. Mm -hmm. I'll say he gets traded first before the suspension. But doesn't that give them less negotiating right the power right then at this point? It does, but I think as we're getting closer to training camp, I think someone will get a tiny bit desperate and, and give up a little something for him. So, what do you think that there's no player on the Browns team now yeah. that's thinking like, hold on, the guys have been oh, they probably are. They've been around for a long yeah. time and know how close because they're they're closer than most. Right? Yes, yeah. the talent level is closer than most. Some guys, the veteran guys that be in the locker room like, hold on, don't be hasty here. Hold on. Mm -hmm. You're probably right. Let's play this yes. out here and see what happens. Yeah. Here. Let's I, not be making moves just to be making moves to make people happy. I hope so, they're listening. So, so, so what we're saying is if he's just, if, if if Deshaun Watson is suspended for more than eight games, you're telling me and it's essentially we're saying all three of us would like a different quarterback other than Jacoby Brissett. I don't think Jacoby Brissett is a he's a decent player. He's not a guy I'm going to ride the horse on He's a to, 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 the, to the final. He's a backup. Right? Mm -hmm. I got a guy here that, that at least has been there. Yeah. And I say, here, I, gee, 
we going with Deshaun Watson from here forward. Yeah. But I need just somebody to hold me over yeah. instead. That's all I need. I like, and I think it's Garoppolo to me. If you can't, yeah. if you, I agree with I, you. I would go with Jimmy Garoppolo. Sure. Uh, if I could, please. If, if <laughs> I'd love that. <laughs> Bring it so, in. So Nobody's can, like, if you, could, if you could flip that out, yeah. right? Yes. Then it would be no hands. It'd be hands down. No, no argument. All right, guys, this won't be the last time we talk about Deshaun Watson. Before we move it along here, I got to say this is totally out of left field. I saw Mike shoes, and for a second, I couldn't see the difference. Differentiation between the socks. And the <laughs> I was confused for a second. Yeah, I thought is, that was yeah. the sock. I thought that was and part of like a boot. Like a boot. The sock yeah. is blue and the shoes right. actually uh-huh. gray look, in the look, back. Put that back up there again. It looks some get, wild get shoes. The, look at that. Those are my dad New Balance. Uh, oh, I like those. They, they are, I can't. I can't say how comfortable these are. Gene got the Jack Harlow's on. Yeah, They look like sandals. Like the back cut off. They're trying to make up their mind. That's what I thought. But you had like sandals. Okay. So, big news over the weekend, guys. Uh, Darius Garland, who there's no argument here. We all love Darius Garland. Signs a max extension. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's really great to me about Darius Garland, I mean, there's so many things that are great about him. Not only, did his, not only has he gotten better every year as a Cavalier, including this year taking it to an all-star level, he seems like, again, I don't know Darius Garland. I don't know if you guys do. I, I don't know if you do, Brad, mm-hmm. but seems like a great guy. Yeah. Uh, seems like he loves playing in Cleveland mm-hmm. and seems like he loves his teammates. I don't see how there's anybody on the planet that would not like this move. Your thoughts, bro? Oh, I, th- I think it's a, it was first of all, it was a necessary move. He's the he's the corner piece to this franchise going forward. Yep. Uh, I think his upside over the, the years he's been here has just grown exponentially. Yeah. The other thing for us is this: you had to keep him under fold in the fold because this is the way the direction of the league is going with these contracts. Yep. So he's here now. I said in in the, in the intro to the show, where where are we going with this? Right, because now you have building blocks here in pieces. Lopez pick, pick up uh, the Rubio re- reacquisition. Yeah, good solid pickups here. Mm-hmm. We are still missing that. I won't. You don't even need an A player. Mm-hmm. You need like a B player, veteran B player. And I was thinking this weekend, who can I use to help me here? Because I got this young, these young, this young talent here. The problem when we got into the trouble when we were in the play-in series, mm-hmm. when it got tough, we didn't have anybody to go get us a bucket. Right. We did, and Garland was, he was like, he was learning on the job, and you could see it. We were hoping to be LeVert. Well, here, I don't think he was ever going to be that guy. That's what we were a hoping solid for. Player. Well, I'm, I'm thinking beyond this, Mike. Mm-hmm. Where's Melo at? Hmm. Mellow, you still think he's got enough left I to said, tank? I, I don't need Mellow to do a thousand things. Yeah, that's good because he can't. <laughs> I, I, I need, need Mellow White yeah. just come in and put some points on the board when I and be a threat. We didn't have sure. to have a guy that was really a threat when they locked up Garland down the stretch. Mm-hmm. But can we get somebody better than that? What about uh, he's well here? I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah, you're not gonna get anybody without giving up something. Well, that's true. Mm-hmm. I, I, Although I, the Sixers are looking to get rid of Tobias Harris's contract, it's a lot of money. Cavs have to figure it out, I mean, but he's a hell of a player. So I, 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 a guy that I, I'm not. No, that. you're not down with the, that. The, the first okay. thing that hits me in my face is this, man. Man, this hurts. Man, homie, last year you was the man, homie. What the heck happened to you, Colin Sexton? You can't be sitting here thinking. That was my contract. That was the bag I was supposed to get. <laughs> the bag. That here's, bag. The, here's the tweet from Woj there. G. That joint right there. Yeah. Cleveland Cavaliers all-star guard Darius Garland has agreed to a five-year, $193 million maximum designated rookie contract. Extension could be worth as much as 231 yeah. Now, you got... Largest Col- deal in Frank Cavs franchise history. You got, wow. you got Colin Sexton thinking yeah. like, he getting 231. I can't even get these people to give me 18, 19 a year. I, I'm going to tell you what. This happens a lot. I think this is going to really hamper the negotiation process with Colin Sexton. Mm. And I think his agent is going to say, hmm. He's got the same agent. Say, right. I, yeah. I, 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 so, 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 so he might be, he might, he might be so, off to another so, place. So again, they've picked, they've picked up the option. Yeah. Right. They're, they're, right, that's they're, there. they're there to move him at any time. Let me tell you again. We're back to Baker Mayfield again. You're not in control here. <laughs> You're not in control here. Use the players in the NBA here. have more no, control. Is, yeah, use, yeah, when, you, when you have the leverage. He, he doesn't he have, doesn't any, have leverage. any leverage. He doesn't have any leverage. You're right. But use right. Garland's, yeah. Garland's contract to motivate yourself and to say, you know, to well, try and take it. To, that's what, that's well, the best Mike, case scenario. Mike, it's just not that. Garland got paid because they won. Right. Sexton put up the numbers and we didn't win. Right. Yeah. But Ooh. Garland's a much better all around no, player. No, no, no. Right. Here. He's he, he his talent level has his expensive. Yeah. Uh, ex- Exponentially. We got thank you. Help me. No problem. <laughs> it's, hey, it's July 5th. Thank yeah. you. Uh, <laughs> since he's been here. Yeah. Colin has put up numbers. He's he's shown us some great things. They don't translate into wins. 
And in this league here, they don't translate into wins. You get nothing. They don't translate into well, wins though well, when well, you're well, not well, playing well, next you, to Mobley. Yeah, right. Is, yeah, yeah Mobley, Mobley was there. Mobley next to Chetty yeah, Osmond. Let me tell you something else here. Well, since I, 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 I'll debate you on this, mm -hmm. because if it was all that, how many people would be knocking down the door to get him in here? Right. You yeah, see that? that's true. That's, that's true. Fair. No, you're right. He that's hasn't true. proven anything yet. But what? Yeah, and what does Sexton do better than Mobley? Well, uh, excuse me, than better than what he should be doing is paying attention to what's going on here. Right. You know, I want that bag that you just talked mm -hmm. about. Yeah. This is what I have to do. Well, he was never getting that. Mm -hmm. But, he but think about yet. this: we are not sure what Sexton is right now. So right. think about being another team's GM well, trying to figure out well, what go Sexton back, is. Go back further. Mm -hmm. What did, what happened at Alabama? Right. He's the same guy. Mm -hmm. Alabama, what do you think? No. Yeah, good numbers. I, I, I'll, I'll look at it. I'll give you this. Go to back to high school. Darius Garland. That kid's been a loser since no, high no. school. You hear <laughs> him? He's not a loser. No, no. no. Let's not, he's not a loser. He's just not the a winner. The problem is the value in winning. Mm -hmm. See, I will trade you four more points, Bull, less points. Yeah. For seven more wins. And if it put me over the hump, right? Well, and that's how people in this league get paid. Well, I think I think it trans. I, and I think I go to Bull's point. I think it does translate. When you talk about Darius Garland's skill set, you, you, you to be a max player like that, you got to be able to do three to four things. Yeah. well. Mm -hmm. you right. know, he, he gets people involved. He's the maestro in terms of getting people offensive yeah. in, in, in and out of the flow. He, listen, yeah. he's a guy that can hit an open jump shot. He's a guy that can get his off the dribble off the bounce. He's also a guy that can get his in transition. You look at it and he's a floor general. He has all these different things that but when you look at Colin Sexton, He's a he, he shoots his course. He's, mm -hmm. he's an elite. Let, let me give let me give you this. Yeah. Think about this. And then I'm sitting here because Mike just made me think about mm. it. Sexton. If I play him off the bench, right? Because he give you numbers. Yeah. Right? And energy. If I play him off the back, he can give me the Vinnie Johnson roll off the bench where I can count on you to right. give me these numbers. Right. And I get a person in that B slot, right? To fill in here. Now I got my number one pick in Sexton off the bench. Mm -hmm. Right? I got strong because down the stretch when we got that play yep. in, when we got in trouble, they looked to the bench. <laughs> JB was like, "Uh, is he, but is he willing to be that Stevens? guy? Who, who's I, here? I, Stevens <laughs> and Jetty. Yeah, nah. put in one of those Stevenses. <laughs> yeah, is he willing to be that guy off the bench? That's, what I'm That's saying. the question. That's, can he mentally handle has to not be your, being a starter? That goes back to like yeah. maybe goes back to your thing. Got to do it. Can exactly. I make, can I make the transition? Say he has to be that. Isn't that the best role for him? Like at some point, you got to realize when you're young, sometimes you don't realize you turn thirty. Yep. And by then, nobody wants you on their team anymore, unless you're Rubio. Everybody thinks they're a max guy when they under the age of 26. Yeah. Everybody think they it, and it's so difficult because when you look at this, Darius Garland was nowhere near better than Colin Sexton. This nope. just happened in a year. Yeah, no. this is 365. He just was like, okay, he just flourished while he was out. Yeah, so now you have to go sell this to somebody. Think about it. Like you've been on a show with somebody all the, all your life, right? Yeah, and then y'all go to the contract negotiations. You've been the lead dude all of a sudden. They got this other dude they done put on the set. And he come in here and this puppy, he got 230 and he got four weeks of vacation off. <laughs> yeah. 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 He getting all these endorsements. You yeah. like, but what about me though? Right. It, and it, when well, you and when you in that earning phase where yeah. you're trying to carve your niche out, well, it's hard to take well, that. But he can seat. help himself, guys, yes, by can. embracing that. You get if you're a sixth man and you embrace that role and you become one of the best six men in basketball, you can make a lot of money. Doing I hope that. the a lot of I hope his agent time. is telling him that. I hope the coach yeah. is telling that. I hope that's getting through his head. And I hope that he isn't. I mean, we're well, just there was a, that he's there, not comfortable. There was with that. a Maybe guy. There was a, there are a number of guys that come off the bench have been yeah. have made outstanding careers. So you, I just talked about Benny Johnson, Detroit. Yeah, the there microwave. Was, there was a guy in Milwaukee. I don't know if you remember his guy's name was Ricky Pierce. His his nickname was Ricky. You know, in the league, that's what we used to call mm -hmm. him, Ricky. Plenty numbers, Pierce. That means mm -hmm. when he come, he gonna give you plenty numbers, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So you'd be like, so you had to scout and, and train for him. Sexton has an alley, yeah. Right. Garland didn't make the ascension mm -hmm. until Sexton got hurt, mm -hmm. and then we were like, oh, what's gonna happen now? Yeah. Right, right, right. And then Garland, guys, confidence kept growing and growing. At the end, he was doing some freak stuff out here. He was like, I'm just toying with and you. And are we here. sure Sexton's not gonna make a leap like that? He too? could. He but could. here's the interesting thing, guys. This is how I see it. Tell me what you guys think. Sexton, to be fair to him, I think has gotten a little bit better every year. A little bit. Mm -hmm. But obviously this year he barely played. But until this year, I thought each year he got a little. Whereas, so his increase in, in play was like really Consistent, slight. but slight. Really slight. Yep. Whereas Garland was Mainly. like. One of the worst. Kind of like this and then. Yeah. He was one I mean, of he the just worst. shot up like a rocket. He was one of the worst statistically 
guards that got that many minutes in the league. Er, right. right. He, he couldn't hit a shot. Right. Uh, he turned the ball over a, a ton. He was lost on defense. It was like it's I like was a different. It's like invasion of the box. Tantalizing, tantalizing. He did. Uh, Sexton had really good games before he got injured last year, under the tutelage of Rubio, who is back. They brought him back for probably a half a season after he gets back from this injury. I think they're bringing him back as a coach again, pretty much, essentially, because they saw the progress he helped these yeah. young guards make. And I think it's a brilliant move. And I think that Sexton has the potential to get even better this year. And I'd like to see what he looks like playing alongside if, Mobley. If they can't turn Sexton into a better veteran player, a player that's better than him, then they might as well stick with him and see what they got. Yeah. Brad, you know, you, you, you've dealt with contracts. Let me ask you this question with your agents and stuff. Mm -hmm. So how does that figure in? They have the same agent. Yeah. What is Rich Paul thinking? Is he thinking it's better for my, my guy to stay here because I know that he, they he they more apt to give him a, 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 a little bit more money and a little more uh, wiggle room here in Cleveland since they drafted him? Or is he thinking I got market value on look what I just got Darius Garland. I can get mm -hmm. you the same thing. What is he thinking? So Rich is probably thinking that they cannot handle both contracts on a team going forward. So he's probably saying, uh, Colin, you got to get out there and play hard and position ourselves right. to be able to move on, right? And so that's the direction that this may go. But again, it depends on the ascension of the team, how they do, and, and the role that Colin Sexton is ready to take. I don't think they're ready to walk from him yet, right? Mm -hmm. And they want to see where it, where it goes because I will tell you this, G, he comes in and he can get buckets, right? That is a plus in this league. He can yeah. get you buckets, right? And so but the question is, can he get you buckets without the at the expense of the other players on the team? Because sometimes he would get buckets and nobody else yeah, would be doing right, the thing. Right. But he got his buckets so. though. <laughs> if he does that at a high level this year as a sixth man, it could lead to a oh, big contract down the line. Big payday. All right, guys. A lot of uh, other local athletes were talking about this Darius Garland contract over the weekend. With more on that, what the internet's saying. Let's bring it to Mikey McNuggets for the first time today. Mikey. Michael! What's up, guys? Happy uh, Monday, Tuesday back, whatever it is. My days are all screwed yep. up. But Keep one the, thing I won't screw up. The producer of the show, for crying out loud, you should know what day it is. <laughs> yeah, I know. Keep a calendar back there. But one thing I don't mess up. What's up, Polk? Keep a calendar back there so you know what day it is. Yeah, really. Not a bad idea. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should uh, <laughs> apply to PCC Airfoils, too, if I'm going to get bullied like this. But, Good, uh, yeah. <laughs> Here's if you're looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits, PCC Airfoils <laughs> is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. Mm. All locations of PCC Airfoils at Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions. Starting at $18 an hour at up, plus get full health care, benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. Apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. And G. Bush alluded to this earlier, but let's take the first of the internet comments, and it's from Darius Garland himself. Worst player to, this is in reference to him being labeled the worst player in the NBA after his rookie year. Now he's oh. a max player. So was that's that true? Little, I didn't remember that. He was listed yeah. the worst player? I had player? no yeah. idea. I don't know. Listen, you, it yeah. was uh, Sporting News wrote the yeah. article. Like, so, nice job. So, so, so again, you don't listen to the bums, right? Yeah, the but bums, you got to tag the, the, that the, writer the, in that. The, the bums don't know. I call it a real proper shame. You never know. What a person gonna turn into, right? Right. And it, it, it all it's depends all right. on not only their skill set, but what kind of system they're going into. I love it. It's I up, love that he did that. All right, to screw up a prediction, just own it when you do. You yeah. All right. Just, uh, Next ahead. one comes from Kevin Love, and Steve Becker sent me this one. So excuse the explicit, but my yeah. younger brother Darius Garland got his bag. You put in the time and earn this bleep. <laughs> Now the real work begins at top of the world. Let's go to the next one. Steve is some other Cleveland athletes chiming in. Miles Garrett says, yeah, let's go at Darius Garland. And then our friend over at Channel 3, Sir Yacht, also chimed in. He said, last year I said Darius Garland was not a basketball player you could build your team around. Happy to be so horribly wrong and happy Darius is in Cleveland. See, there you go. Sir Yacht. Acknowledge yeah. shot. He being an wrong. idiot. He acknowledged being an idiot. And I think that's nice. Well, Sir Yacht. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you yeah. Nobody saw the ascension of that. Nobody saw that. Not coming. this good. Not, not that good. Yeah, maybe. Right. I mean, I think we all you thought he'd be better. better but, yeah. like, but not I mean, like it was that. Like Darius Garland's parents. So that's why I went what back. was that? That's why I went we back know. to the thing and saying, well, hold on now. You got a chance here. Mm -hmm. He went from being a guy to being an all-star. So who, I mean, do you, who do you feel we need to make us oh, put us over the hump? Yeah. Well, we, we'll, we'll get to that right after this. <laughs> oh, look at this. Yeah, do you guys look behind you real quick. This oh, is yeah, a brand new here. sponsor, oh and we are God. honored to bring you the first ever guest on the Gridiron Guys Hotline, 
Mary Kay Cabot. If wow. you're looking for a local roofer you can trust, family owned since 2003, the Gridiron guys have grown to become Northeast Ohio's top rated roofers. We exemplify quality work practices and are a valuable resource for homeowners and offer 10 year workmanship warranty. Call 330 573 7967 today for a free estimate of roof inspection. Gridiron guys construction the best in the business. And now it's Mary Kay Cabot. Hey, CabotCleveland.com. Good to have her with us again today. Mary Kay, how are you? I'm doing great, guys. How you doing? We're doing fantastic. We're debating Darius Garland, Deshaun Watson. You know, I asked these guys something before. I want your uh, best guess on this. If you had to bet right now your beautiful house, your house is on the line, Mary Kay, so think <laughs> carefully about this. What happens first? The, de- the Deshaun Watson suspension is announced or Baker gets traded? Which of those two things happens first? Oh, wow. That's fantastic. I'm going to go with uh, Deshaun Watson coming first. Uh, I think both things probably should happen before training camp begins on July 27th. Uh, But I'm going to say Deshaun Watson first. I I think that, you know, that should happen here within the next, I don't know, 10 days or so. Okay. So Mary, so Mary Brad Sellers, let me ask you a question because when did it change, right? When did the owners change? Because once I had a guy, it used to be when owners had you under contract, well, it would play all the way out until the owners were ready to break off of it. I don't, I don't understand the need to, to move Baker Mayfield right now. I understand why you want to do it, but I don't need to do it right now until I find out what happened with, what happened with Watson. And if I get a severe hand handed to me on Watson, my whole thinking changes. It does. And I don't care what was said, who did what, who feel, who's feelings. You don't care hurt. about Baker's feelings. I don't, I don't, don't care about care. nobody's feelings. If I'm the guy paying the check, I don't care about anybody's feelings. I need you under this center because are you better than the other option I have? If you tell me he's better than the other option, why would I take less when I need more? I don't understand it. Mary Kay, you're around the players. You know them better than anybody. Brad makes a point. It is, it is difficult to understand from, from the outside looking in, but basically the bottom line is, the Cleveland Browns have evaluated that Baker Mayfield is not the quarterback for them. And it's not like they're wishing and hoping and worried about hurting anybody's feelings. They don't want him to play quarterback for them anymore. And he doesn't want to play quarterback for them anymore. And I think he was even pretty clear about that at his youth football camp last week when he said both sides want to move on. That it is a... We got to update that ring. I got that ring too. I know. Actually, that was Baker calling saying that that was a fake story. (laughs) Oh man, Baker! Thought I had the phone on silent there. Sorry. Um, But anyway, so um, so Baker Mayfield uh, made it pretty clear he does not want to play for the Cleveland Browns anymore, and they don't want him. So it's not like they have to beg him to come back, or he has to beg them to let him play. This is a mutual decision. They're trying to trade him. They will try to get him on another team before training camp. Mary, and, I, and, I, and I'll go back to this, right, because I would just tell you that the Bulls owners, Jerry Reinsdorf and Jerry Krause, when he was still alive, they wouldn't listen to none of what you're talking about because you know how many people stood up and said, I want to be moved, I want to be traded. I mean, that's like a common practice in professional sports. Times have changed. Again, it's about if I'm running an organization, I don't care if it's a business, mm. right? I'm going to do what's in the best interest of the business. Not what's in the it may not be in the best interest of the player, right? And here they're not we're not talking about Baker Mayfield for extended period of time here in Cleveland. We have if Deshaun Watson is out eight, nine games, seven, eight games, then my my options have to change. I have to do what's in the best interest of the organization. And I'm not I'm not one to just break off it because somebody got their little feelings hurt. It's just welcome to the big league. You get rewarded for your feelings. But but you're assuming that that's what the Cleveland Browns want yeah. to happen. You're assuming that they think he's better uh, for them to play in than Jacoby Brissett or whoever else that they they might bring in. This is and true. there are a lot of there are other extenuating circumstances here too, and and those include the fact that there are, you know, there are some loyalties on the team. So if you put Baker Mayfield back into that locker room and back onto this football team, you still have guys like Nick Chubb that that really. Uh, adhere to Baker Mayfield and back him and support him. You've got guys like Joel Batonio and Wyatt Teller that feel that way. And depending on how long Deshaun Watson is out, you don't really want another divided locker room again like they had last year after OBJ left. So this isn't a situation about feelings of Baker or anything like this. This is the Browns evaluation that they were done with him as a quarterback. 
he is done with them as a football team. And I'm not now let's never say never though, because things could change. I mean, there is a world in which if Deshaun Watson is suspended for the season, they do reevaluate it. And you know, they have, they have to ask themselves, is Jacoby Brissett the guy to take them to the playoffs in that scenario? So they'll put their heads together and talk it through. uh, But it's probably unlikely that he will play for them again. You know, Mary Kay, I, I come out on, on this thing uh, as this. I believe that here in Cleveland, um, we have a inflated sense of exactly how good skill-wise Baker Mayfield is. Because he won a playoff game and because we haven't had anything, he's the number one overall pick. I literally think that some people, if you had to pick the brains of Kevin Stefanski and say, give me a list of all the players down the list of, of the quarterbacks that you could choose. I think what he's telling you is that he believes Jacoby Brissett is better than Baker Mayfield. I think he's telling you, hey, when I'm coaching it and I'm calling it up, I can tell you what I saw in the field and I can tell you we, we couldn't call certain things. I think that he's telling you that Baker here is in the middle rungs in Cleveland, but I just think that they value other people and they feel they they could do just as good a job as Baker did and still win some football games. Do you think we're over inflating Baker's game? You know, not necessarily. I do think that, uh, you know, that we have somehow placed Baker in the bottom five of the NFL. And I don't think he belongs there. I think in the right situation with the right coaching, he can still play some winning football. But I don't think Cleveland is the right situation for him anymore. And I think you make a good point that I think this particular football team and this coach believes that they can get as much out of Jacoby Brissett and game plan around him uh, and his deficiencies, uh, I think they feel like they can do as good of a job with Jacoby as they could with Baker for a number of reasons. Uh, Jacoby is is mobile. Uh, Jacoby is bigger. He's six foot four. Baker was starting to you know have difficulty staying within the pocket, and then uh, defenses were taking away the rollouts and the bootlegs. Uh, so I, I do think that they feel that it's six of one, half a dozen of the other, for the most part, on the football field. And then from an intangible standpoint, not worth going back to Baker. Mary Kay, first of all, while you're talking about these things, we're watching B-roll of Baker, like, at training camp, and he's literally having to, like, jump up in the air to throw the ball. (laughs) While you're talking about this, he's leaping up to throw the ball, and this is just in B-roll from training camp. Um, So, good point. Um, Secondly, uh, big fan, you know that, Mary Kay. And third, I have two, this is a two-part question. First part is, will you share with us the piece of information you have about the Deshaun Watson situation that you haven't told anyone else yet? Please go. (laughs) I wish I had it. I really wish I had it. Everywhere I went this, yeah, everywhere I went this past weekend, I cannot tell you the amount of people that asked me that very question. I know. Like, I'm just holding out on everybody and I'm just not willing to report uh, this great scoop that I have. <laughs> yeah. um, I get so, it. Yeah. I was thinking about how terrible that must be for you and I was being facetious. But my oh, real yeah. question I- is, we were talking about, I was suggesting earlier that might be the best case scenario, if in, in my opinion, if you think it through, if they come back with a year-long suspension for him as opposed to four games, eight games, something like that, because I think that there are some advantages to that. Wouldn't, wouldn't there be? Well, it depends on how it's worded. If it's, it were going to be 10 games and they lose the whole season from a contract standpoint, that's not advantageous to the Cleveland Browns. Right. In that scenario, you would almost rather that he be banned from football for the 2022 season so that the contract tolls to next year and you still have him for his full five years. So absolutely, that is one advantage that, that could happen in the event that they work it out that way. Uh, I mean, you could also have a 17 game suspension that doesn't include the contract being told to next till next season. So they have a lot of things to work out that way. But I just get the feeling on the part of the Browns and maybe it's wishful thinking. I just get the feeling that they believe he's going to be on the football field at some point this season. And I don't know if everybody really understands this part, but a settlement can happen at any time. Mm-hmm. The NFL, NFL, PA could decide when I'm on a flight to London tomorrow uh, at at 7.59 tomorrow Mm -hmm. night (laughs) that that Deshaun Watson uh, is going to be out for eight games. 
So, and of course it will happen when I am on the flight. <laughs> yeah, we most all likely. Know, not able to get internet that I had paid for. I mean, we know this. <laughs> so anyway, so yes, a settlement could happen at any time, but I just get the feeling uh, that there, you know, that there just is an internal vibe that somehow they're going to see Deshaun Watson this season. Mary Kay, there is actually other stories of the Browns. So let's hit on a couple of them here. I want to talk about Kareem Hunt because recently, obviously, he talked about wanting to stay here. He obviously seems very happy here. He has stayed out of trouble, as far as we know, at turning around, it appears, his life and his career after the trouble he got in when he was with the Chiefs. I, my first reaction when I heard Kareem Hunt wants to sign an extension here was like, well, they can't pay Kareem Hunt that kind of money because they're already paying Nick Chubb. You can't spend that much money at running back. But I kind of thought, well, I didn't think they would spend that big money on David Njoku, and they did. There's always the cap gymnastics you got to deal with. What do you think the future is for Kareem Hunt in Cleveland? Well, first of all, you can structure a contract in such a way that can it can be incentive-laden and it can be based on the amount of football games that he plays and how many yards he gets. You can do something like that, and I think he would be up for that. Uh, he did that in the previous two years. He's under contract like that for this season. So I think you could do that going forward. However, I get the strong feeling, and I've written this and I've said this, I get the feeling that the Browns are leaning towards letting him play out the season, seeing how healthy he can stay, seeing if he comes back really strong from that calf injury, the ankle injury, seeing what he's got left in the tank, and uh, and then going from there. I mean, it could end up being sort of a Jarvis Landry type situation where you revisit it, you talk about the money, you see if you can work something out. Now, the difference between Jarvis and Kareem is that I think Kareem really will be willing to take that literal hometown discount more so than Jarvis would. Uh, you know, Mary, Mary Kay, I look at it a, a couple other different positions. Uh, offensive line, we've kind of just given the Browns, the offensive yeah, line. True. We've just kind of just said, oh, they're great. But I mean, there are some uh, a couple question mark. Uh, Jack Conklin, I have. I mean, he's in my A. I haven't heard nothing about him. Like, is he out there? Is he still he rehabbing? Mm -hmm. He hanging out. He's been hurt a lot. He's been, you know, yeah. he's coming back from serious injury. Uh, Nick Harris at, at center. I know he played decent a couple of games, you know, moving around, but now he's the full time center. And Jedrick Wills, I, I, you know, he played solid his rookie year, injured last year. Out of those three people, which one are you most worried about? That's a great question. I, I think it's almost, in my mind, even across the board. I'm hearing good things about Jack Conklin and how he's coming along. But that's a tough injury to come back from, a torn patellar. And he also had a dislocated elbow. So they have to really hope that he can stay healthy this year. That's such a crucial position. Lucky for them, Chris Hubbard is back behind the two tackles. Their swing tackle is back. He's also coming off of a surgery and an injury of a, of a torn triceps. Uh, as far as Nick Harris, as you mentioned, one really good game on film in Green Bay. Uh, so, but they're excited about him, too, and believing that, that he will be able to come in and hold down that center position. Jed Wills, I'm hearing that you know they expect him to sort of put that season behind him from 2021 when he was injured a lot with the ankle and bounce back and have a nice year. Uh, in terms of which one I would be most concerned about, about from all of those three, I think it would probably be Jack Conklin just because it's a tough injury to come back from. And sometimes you get those residual injuries after that. I got a question for you, Mary Kay. Worst case scenario kind of situation. I like to play with these in my head sometimes just so I can not <laughs> sleep at night. Imagine in training camp, not wishing this into the world, but imagine something terrible happened and say Amari Cooper got dinged up at training camp for a, and we're going to miss him for five games. Do you feel comfortable with the receiving core at that point moving forward? And if not, what's your solution? That's catastrophic. Great question. Well, I'll tell you what. I've been writing and saying all along that I do think they need at least one other veteran receiver on this football team mm -hmm. in the event that Iron Man Amari Cooper does suffer an injury. He's been so reliable. But as you get older in the game, as you know, all of a sudden, injuries start to happen. So I would add another veteran receiver to the football team. And, you know, I haven't studied all of them in depth, the ones that are available. Uh, and some more could shake out as you go through training camp. You know, there might be trade possibilities available. Some might come free in the cuts and things like that. But I would, I would look into any that are available. I would add another veteran. 
just in, in the event that something happens with Amari. And the other thing is, uh, you know, there are just a lot of young guys in the room that are sort of unproven, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're looking at their pass catching situation globally, not just the receivers. They're looking at it like, hey, we've got experienced tight ends. We've got Kareem Hunt who can catch the ball. Yep. So I think that's why they feel comfortable right now. Hey, Mary, do you know if uh, Kevin Stefanski is aware that the, 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 the Brown fan base and the public has a keen eye on the job he's going to do this year? Does he realize he's in the scope? Oh, yes, absolutely. He's been in the game for so long. He's he's very practical. He understands what the situation is. He knows that uh, all eyes will be on him to get it right. He took criticism last year for the way that he did some things, including from Baker Mayfield. So absolutely, yes, uh, he knows that that he's got to get this right, especially in the event that Deshaun Watson plays a bunch of this season. Everybody wants to see uh, that they're calling the right plays for Deshaun bringing out the best in him and, and that's going to involve you know talking to probably Dabo Sweeney his college coach maybe looking at some some things that he did well in other places uh, to make sure that they're getting the most out of that elite talent Mary Kay let's wrap it up with this uh, we're going to have a conversation about who could be a breakout camp candidate for the Browns so before we give our opinions let's wrap up our time with you getting your opinion Who's, a, who's a maybe a little off the radar guy that you could see being a, a breakout candidate here in camp? Well, you know, one guy that everybody should keep an eye on and that I've been hearing a lot about is defensive tackle Jordan Elliott. Everybody is worried about that defensive tackle position. Yep. The Browns feel really, really good about Jordan Elliott, their third-year pro. I think he's going to start out. He will start out in a starting role. Now it's going to be up to him, uh, but if he can really nail down that position, then they will be so much better off at that defensive tackle spot. So I would say he's someone to watch. Mary Kay, have a great vacation. How long are you going to England for? I forgot. Just for about a week, going over to visit our daughter who's doing right. an internship there. So do you cool. want to share on the air what your daughter is doing out there? Cause it's pretty cool. Oh, she's doing a marketing internship with, um, She's doing a marketing marketing internship with a company that it's called Beds and Bars. Yeah, and it uh, sounds good, sounds good. <laughs> nice. And, well, sounds I good screwed point. up. It's your other daughter that that uh, oh. with the circus, right? Yes, my other daughter is in Quebec City, and yeah. she is an acrobat, aerialist, oh, wow. uh, yeah, hair hanger. She's a uh, <laughs> she is training to do Cirque du Soleil type work, gymnast all her entire Wild. life, and I also hope to get there this off season. Mary Kay, cool. we appreciate you taking the time. Thank you, Mary. Thank you Hi, Mary. Us. Thanks. Mary Bye. Cabot, Cleveland.com. She's uh, headed over the pond. Guys, she gave you Jordan Elliott. That is an area of, you know, yeah. we're a little worried about defensive tackle. Man. Breakout camp candidates. G, why don't you get us started here? Who do you, who you like? Listen, I, I got it. I've been saying this for a while. Yeah. I think, you know, it's between two guys. I'm not going to take two because one yeah. is low hanging fruit. Listen, I think Grant Delpit is going to be an all-pro this year. I think Grant Delpit, finally the Cleveland Browns, we talked about this all the time. When we was coming up, you had Troy Palomalu destroying us. And then you go down to Baltimore and Ed Reed was roaming back there. Mm. We finally got a guy, I think, if he can get back to what he was doing his junior year at LSU, I think he's now had an opportunity. I've had 12, 13 surgeries, two ACLs. Uh, I, I tore my Achilles heel. You don't really get back to, to doing who you are. You, you have the injury. Then the next year, all you're doing is rehabbing just to get back to just base level, walking, playing ball. Then you get through that first year, and you're like, okay, I'm out here, but you don't have any explosion. You don't have any any sense of, uh, of speed or agility because you, you haven't trained. Now he got that year, two, two years of training under his belt. He knows the system. He's in that Joe Woods system, and I think that he's going to be a guy that's going to play in the box. I think he's going to rotate down. I think you saw what he could do a little bit last year, Blissing, but I think he's really going to be a difference maker in the secondary with, with, with the way Joe Woods wants to play. Mike, what you got? I totally agreed, actually, with Delpit, and I was you took mine, but I'm not mad. Oh, I'm just it's disappointed. Okay, it's okay. <laughs> no, I've got because don't worry, I got plenty of backups we, we with these share. kids. Yeah, I got plenty of backups with these kids because the person who's, be, who's giving the best opportunity uh, handed to him on a platter is David Bell. I mean, he's playing in the slot automatically right out of college. Uh, that on a on an NFL team, he's essentially just taking the place of Jarvis Landry. That's not a bad spot to fill in for. And if he, uh, I think he's lined up in the best position right now to make, like to actually make it make something of himself, which. 
Seems like, I mean, everything I'm reading about sounds like he's looking good. Sounds like he has good hands. Sounds like he's not having a hard time keeping up with all the or any of the different any of the different looks that they're showing him and stuff like that. So, I'm I'm hoping for him to do really well this year. And obviously, we've also got to go Cade because and I just I, I'm not trying to be you and take like give like 15 answers. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a hunch I didn't steal yours with Cade because he's he's kicking up a storm. I just he saw the, Jays with Cade. Uh, he actually yeah. just uh, hit up Phil Dawson for advice, and I yeah. love that too. So. Smart. It's like it, I, he's doing all the right stuff. So I wanted to give a little, uh, a little love to Kate as well. Brad, who you got? Well, I got the two smart school guys, right? Mm. So one is JOK, Jeremiah Usu Kormar. Mm-hmm. Right? I think that he's going to have a breakout season. I think when you have Clowney and Garrett on the ends, defensively solidified, you got a healthy Newsome. Mm-hmm. Uh, year under your right, belt. Right, right. So I think he, he's looking for a real breakout season now. And then I'm equally on the other side. I just think Greg Newsome is going to be lights out this year, right? And I, I just like the the, the, the the corners we have, the way we have it set up. We have a chance. We really, and that's why I asked the question about about Stefanski, mm-hmm. because very rarely in this in, in professional sport do you get a chance to have the pieces. Well, let me tell you, he's got the pieces. Gee, he's got the bag. Right? <laughs> yeah. What's he? he got the what you gonna do with the bag here? Yeah. Right? Right? Yeah, so, you're right. And I think if if they're training up these players, they yeah. okay. Newsome, this is the year they make the stance, the upgrade like Garland did. This is it. Yeah. Guys, you all picked high drafted players. The kicker was drafted a lower. I'm going to take a guy who's a little more of a veteran than the rest of these guys you have mentioned. Mm -hmm. I thought he'd have a breakout year last year. It didn't happen, and I'm going to predict it again this year. Donovan Peoples Jones. Hmm. Yeah. I liked him coming out of college. I thought he was underdrafted. I thought he really impressed as a rookie. I thought he showed solid improvement. And last year was a bit of a disappointment. But the whole team was a mess. Right. I think the team's going to be better. I'm hoping Deshaun Watson's going to play a lot of games, and thus he's going to bring along. You asked the question to Mary Kay, what do we do if uh, right. Mark Cooper gets it? That was a I'm, good, her, I'm helping, good hoping that Donovan Peoples-Jones turns into a legitimate number two receiver. I like all your picks. I like all those guys, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Guys, we got to get to something else. We'll get back to it. Listen, we talk football all the time. Sure. I'm very disturbed. I'm oh, very no. stressed. I'm very aggravated. Uh-oh. The great Joey Chestnut. I don't even know. I shouldn't be calling him great today. <laughs> sure. He let us down. He did. Yeah. Yes, he won. No, he let so America what? down. He let America he, down. He failed America. He did. On Independence Day, he failed America. First of all, so did John Anderson. Could, could John Anderson be a worse play-by-play guy? Embarrassing. Uh, John Anderson, ESPN. Mm-hmm. I mean, how much money are you making at ESPN? Too much. I should have been doing that job. You were terrible doing the play-by-play. <laughs> All right? I shouldn't say that. It's inappropriate. It doesn't no, help you're my career, allowed. but I'm going to say it anyway. He was terrible. It's okay. Okay? Uh, the event was amazing, although the one guy had so much hot dog schmutz on his face that it nauseated me. I'll admit yeah. that. But uh, Joey Chestnut let us down. He only had 60-something hot dogs. What happened, guys? Only. It's a great question. <laughs> it's a great question. I, 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 think, I think he's he's to the point where he's at the level of, you know, a Michael Jordan or maybe a, 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 a you know, a, a Tiger Woods. Right. He's so much better than the rest of them. He just takes his foot off the gas. Mm-hmm. He's like, look, man. I, I could just get down these little little 50, yeah. 60, do my thing. I think he actually, he's so good. He left there and went and got some McDonald's. He, went, he left there <laughs> and got another sandwich. Like, it was just regular. You're sick. You're sick. What's Joey Chestnut? Dude, Chestnut's? he's in Brooklyn. What's he ate McDonald's. McDonald's? Mm. How was he making? Can yeah, we, we can look actually, that up. He makes between look. 250 and 300K a year. In endorsements. He makes that much? In endorsements. Yeah. He wins so 10 not, grand. He's the only guy. I'm not putting out another 10 dogs. I got that to do by 20. My son says to me, Daddy, my son says to me, you should become a competitive eater. I said, well, I don't think Mommy would appreciate that. First of all, it's not size-based, clearly. No, they're all skinny, except for that Badlands Booker. Did you see him? Right before they showed the hot dog contest, Badlands Booker. You guys know who No, do you know all their names? Okay. Stoney, Crazy Legs Hirsch. Wow. All of them. If we're on the air next year, I think we should do this. Yeah. Any hot dog. If we will be. If. Sugar Sugardale. Yeah. uh, Whatever. Whoever's around here. Yeah. You need to come in and sponsor us and give us a hot dog eating competition. Whoever wants well, to do a different no. food. Who, different no, but whoever, all of us, all of us got to do it. Let's do whoever pizza wants instead. to have their product on air and have us eat it and then throw it up in front of everyone. Right. You can't it. throw it up. You, get, you lose the hot dog count. Well, Sugardale would lose regardless. If, have if you they not saw seen that. the rules? No. McNuggets. <laughs> what, what, like what you have to do? Like what, what would you want us to eat? Would top five is it wings? Is it pizza? Is My it point is no matter what we eat. Contest. Yes. I do think hot dogs is the most fun to watch. But no. 
don't matter. Disgusting. They soak the buns in water. Like, can you think of anything less appetizing than buns soaked in tap water? No. But no matter what you do, I'm saying you're gonna have a hard time getting it sponsored because the sponsor automatically it's grotesque for the sponsor. So if it's like Arby's or hot dogs or anything, Nathan's gets good publicity out of this. Yeah, it does. Here's what I'd like: either shrimp. Pizza. Now we're going to shrimp. Maybe dumplings. Uh-huh. I don't want to do hot dogs. We're going to shrimp. I can, like, look, see, he's going to go to, he's going to go to French shellfish. French toast. I can, cakes, I can go uh, crab legs. And crab I will legs. take, I will take down anyone. Yeah, well, you are anyone. skinny. All these guys are skinny. That's only right. Land's book I'm the, the only yep. fat guy in there. I'm the Kobayashi right. of crab legs. That's his name? He's gone. He All used right. to be Kobayashi. He was All the right. champ. And then Joey, Joey Chestnut has won 14 in the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. Do you have collector's cards of all these guys? <laughs> <laughs> no, but by the way, they're not athletes. Stop no. with the they're athletes. No. Well, Stop putting that, the that graphic up, up against Raphael Nadal. That brings up a good question. Is Joey Chestnut the goat of goats? No. Goat look at, hey, hold on. Look oh. at these championship comparisons. Steve, let's take this. Who's got more championships? Oh, it's 15 of 16. Sorry. Joey Chestnut or Michael Jordan? Right. Joey Chestnut. It's Steve, true. go to the next one. Joey Chestnut or Tom Brady? Hey, these are all like Steve, irrefutable. Chestnut or Wayne Gretzky? You had to go with that Wayne Gretzky picture. Yeah, he, is, he deserves one. better. He mm-hmm. looks like the greatest American hero. Remember he does. The greatest American he also hero? looks like the Cavs. Like and one more, Steve. Look at what's happening to me. That's not Roger Federer, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah. The point stands. Joey Chestnut is weird. First of all, look at his mouth. It's got. Like, that's why he eats so much. He's got like an extra wide mouth. By the way, he has it, two extra rows of teeth. That's yeah, a fact. probably does. That's a fact. And and if you like, he was no, playing. I mean, he had a boot on his on his leg. Like. If you yeah. could play a sport with a boot on your leg and win, right it's there. not a sport. Yeah, it's, that's a good point. Don't tell me. I, listen, so, nobody appreciates a competitive eater like I do. That's not a sport. I could be one, but it's not a sport. <laughs> no. That's not a sport. That's a competition. No, that's all. competition. It's not a sport. It's like, it takes a skill. Is it like yeah. billiards? So, yeah, you Would you compare to it to billiards? <laughs> so, so, I, yeah, billiards. So my wife is yeah. Asian, right? And um, Always bragging. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, this ain't even a good brag. Yeah. She watches these, like, she doesn't watch regular traditional TV, like, she watches these like shows where it's ASM, ASMR, and and she Isn't that lo- a sexual thing. I know. No, yeah. but, but no. I don't know what that is. How, it, it, well, it could be right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. BDSM. Yeah. What? But but basically, <laughs> what's it stand for? SDM and SDM. So yeah, yeah. So ASMR is like you listen to people eat. So it's like what? It's true. It's true. And people make a lot of a lot of. And so she watches these people from like Asia eat. Ungodly sums of food. Wait a second. There's and a lot she of listens to it. Mm-hmm. She's just listen. It's just like that sound of them eating. There's no, no yes. like announcer. No, no. She, she doesn't. The people are on YouTube. Yeah. They don't talk. They just eat. She just listens and to she, the sounds of them the eating. Eat. Yeah. That's it. See, that is weird. The thing is, there used to only be three television stations. <laughs> so you just all had to watch something. But now everything can get so specific yeah. that every one of your weirdest fetishes or yeah, interests yeah. can be acted upon and listened to. You can watch someone sleep. You can just it's, you can just watch a deer asleep in the woods if you want to. <laughs> for like all day long. And that's there's too much stuff now. We shouldn't have <laughs> access to everything we want to see in here at all times. Why does she it's watch murdering that? us. It's, it's like one of those things, like my mom, I just found out that my mom watched watches like like these like uh, beauticians who like like they have people who have excess dandruff oh no (laughs) oh no and so i'm like so my mom's like you gotta watch this i said oh no 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 i'm trying to eat i'm trying to eat cheesecake (laughs) with crumbles on the bottom i'm like no 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 the things people do you find out a lot speaking of weird things let's talk to mikey mcnuggets i got two things real quick before we get to aditi steve take the breaking news stinger we got breaking news guys we still have to add sound to that but uh remember last week last thursday when mike polk told us his foul ball story yes Well, Mike Polk Sr. just responded to that tweet somehow. My, my dad has a Twitter yes. account? Oh, yes. Oh, no. He what? has nine followers, and he says it was 1987. I remember it fondly. Probably not my finest moment in parenting. So Mike, <laughs> I am not following you back, Dad. Stay out of my no. DMs. I didn't even know he was on Twitter. Is he following Mike? Hold on. Let me I'm do a little sure investigative he reporting here. He follows nine people. Mm-hmm. Jay Crawford, don't... Stephanie Haney, Playhouse Squares, the Browns. He does follow Mike. He, he is does so basic. Mike. So <laughs> basic, Dad. He doesn't follow G and I. Thanks for the He doesn't know how to find your Twitter handles. There's no <laughs> way. One more, one more thing before we bring Aditi on. Did yeah. you guys see after the hot dog eating contest what Joey Chestnut did? Maybe oh, more impressive guy. than what he did oh, yeah, during the it. Guy. Let's take, take the, the video, the Steve. Take down. Let's see. 
a protester tries to get in and chestnut what? chokeholds him and tosses him out the way. And then he ate a hot dog. You're like, get what does that real. guy's sign say? Like, Did, you can't what, to the quarter can meal. we agree with whatever that sign said? It's not the right way to get this. It was, I mean, I mean, <laughs> it was I mean, about it, the, yeah. Amen. Oh, it was pro Smithfield. Oh uh, I mean, this guy yeah, looks I, like not a PETA guy. Did he snap his neck? That's an no. Oscar Mayer play. Man, like, Joey took it. Man, I may have to change my opinion on whether they're athletes. Yeah, I know. He took Joey, him down. And he that did that on crutches. Can you imagine trying to do that while you're that full, too? That was I, more, I mean, that was that was oh. more impressive than most NBA fights. No doubt. No offense, Brad. No, I know. Joey was cutting. They were and if you guys Joey, didn't know, Chestnut was hurt yesterday. This was his equivalent yeah, of a I flu mentioned game. That. He walked in Couldn't on see Mike's crutches. not listening to the show because I just said exactly. that. Exactly. I heard it. I, listen, I've been dealing <laughs> with breaking news of Mike Polk uh -huh. Sr. here. This yep. was... Uh, I mean, how pitiful does you, that look? You, you eat enough hot that, dogs. That's what you look. That like. was his. Yeah. That was his Jordan flu game. How <laughs> do they say so? Stay so skinny when they eat all this food. Man, you, had to go see him, you had to go see him after he eats it. What happens? Ooh, then? Right. Exactly. <laughs> He's purging. Uh huh. <laughs>